Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome in, guys. Another Panther Rants podcast uh, brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. We'll get into that in a minute. But let me take some time to uh, talk to you about my bookie. Uh, they've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, and they have a mobile site that's easy to use. And, you know, you got baseball coming up. You got March Madness. You got the AF that's still technically in business for now. The NHL. Heck, you can even, if you want to bet on fit, if, what uh, fancy points a guy scores, you can do that too. So check out my bookie. It's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And there's a promo code. For, it's uh, by, the, by the name of Armchair25. Check it out. Um, if you join now, my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. And you know, with the promo code, when creating your account, you may claim up to $1,000 in free play. You play, you win, you get paid. So check it out, guys, at MyBookie. All right, guys. As you noticed, um, I made an announcement this morning that I'm joining the Armchair Media Network. Long story short, about a week and a half ago, um, I got a follow from a, from one of the guys from Armchair and... Um, you know, they like my podcast, like what, you know, and pretty much they have pretty much like-minded, you know, college, you know, sports fans like myself. I mean, the person who runs the son, runs the son, Andrew, is a big uh, UGA fan, alum, I believe, too, as well. So, of course, you know, he under, you know he listens to my podcast, and he tries to get like-minded people like myself who, you know, who run their own podcasts or blogs and gets them all together. So, he reached out to me, and, you know... He, I did my homework on armchair, and I decided, you know what, I'm, going into this month of April, my podcast is going to be four years old, so I figured, why not try something different? I mean, I've had other offers to go join other sites to do work, and a lot of it's freelance. And personally, I didn't care. One site offered me to do to join their site, but it was, the way they do sports is more from a political point of view, and... You know, I just, you know, obviously our politics don't really match with mine. And really, I wouldn't have mind have done it either way. But it just, um, even if even if I was doing, um, say, like, sports from a liberal politics point of view, it just, I don't know, I just don't feel good about that. You know, either way, just, just mixing and mashing it in. Because politics, a lot of times, is a lot different than sports. You know, it's a different avenue. It's a different ball. A lot of times, it's a different ball game as well. There's different sets of rules when you get into this type of stuff. And I think another, I think another, another pit publication offered me, but I guess it was more of a writing type of thing. And and I like them. They do great work. It's just that for me, I really didn't. I wasn't sure how much of how much of a commitment I was able to give them. And I just don't want to, you know, say I'm like, hey, I'm going to do some work for you guys, and then just not do it, and then, then you know, sh- you know, flake on them. So I just, you know, but uh, you know, they do good work, and 
like their stuff because you gotta, you know, obviously when you do this stuff and you start a podcast or anything, a blog, you gotta be passionate and you gotta be realistic about it. I mean, if you're trying to like uh, make a fire podcast or a fire blog post and trying to get as many retweets, likes, whatever, you, there's good chance you're not gonna get it. So, I mean, when I first started this podcast, I was getting maybe like 20 listens. It's it's grown it's grown a lot over the years, but it's just you have you know not everybody's going to be listening listening or writing reading your stuff. So if you have a uh, main gig, you know the direction with the college or some tr- sort of training for, you may want to stick to that. In other words, stick to your day job. But but you can, if you want to do this, feel free to. So. You know, as far as armchair goes, I did my work on them, and I I really like what they do, and you know, I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna roll with it. You know, it's you know, it doesn't mean I'm gonna be, you know, you're not gonna see me at some sort of lot of major sporting events or something, or or you know, like I'm, if I'm Dirt Diggler showing up to meet Jack, and you know, there's plenty of coke and sex around, and you know, hey, hey, Walt, hey, Walt, I'm sorry, welcome to armchair, grab some coke and sex. It's, you know, it's not like that any that at all. But, uh, you know, I'm here and I'm looking forward to it. So, we got March Madness coming up tomorrow. Bunch of games. And let's see, tomorrow's slate is pretty, you know, pretty loaded actually. We got um, FSU and Gonzaga, Purdue and Tennessee, Texas Tech and Michigan. Oregon UVA. Now, starting off, we got FSU Gonzaga at six oh nine. It's all the way on California, so it's kind of like a home game for Gonzaga in a way. But Florida State does travel well. Personally, like Gonzaga in this one because a Mark Few, Mark, a Mark Few versus Leonard Hamilton type of thing. If it comes down to that, you're gonna. It's definitely gonna be Gonzaga. I'm just not sure. If, I mean, FSU. I think we'll give them a game, but I think. The Zags will move on. I mean, I know people are are we're, we're strung up on you know FSU's run in the ACC tournament, but you know runs are runs. Now we got Purdue and Tennessee, and this is an intriguing matchup because uh, Purdue's been you know I, Big Ten's been a deep conference. And that's the thing is about the Sweet Sixteen is this is this is the time where conferences brag about how many teams they got left. Well, you know we got four left, we got five left, we got six left. Haha, <laughs> you suck, you guys. You guys got two left. You know I've seen instances where the ACC has like maybe like two teams left, and it's like the Sweet Sixteen, and then like say like the Big Twelve, you know homers rag on them. And then next thing you know, by the time the weekend's over, there's two ACC teams in the Final Four, and the Big 12's totally out of it. Yeah, this is the, you know this is the time where this is just the t- time where you see people brag about how many teams they have left, and then of course when the uh, the weekend's over, <laughs> they may not have any teams left or if one team left. But Purdue, Tennessee, you know the SEC, uh, you know, to me surprised the hell out of me. Four teams is great. I mean that's you know. That's what happens when you upgrade your coaching. You know, you got your you know, your Will Wade, Rick Barnes. Of course, Will Wade's there for the time being. 
Now, of course, you got Calipari, but now it's no SEC is not known for just Calipari and you know whoever else. But as far as this game goes, Tennessee, you know, they had you know Iowa, you know, beaten to death, and um, they took their foot the accelerator. Well, actually, more like Iowa went zone. But the thing is, is that you know. This is a similar matchup, and Tennessee's going to have to pretty much do the same thing. They're going to have to build a big lead, and because Purdue's not Purdue's not the team to mess with, and that's why you know the spread, the point spread, you know, it's one and a half right now. Because this game could go either way. I took Tennessee to win this game in my bracket, but I have a feeling Purdue's going to pull it out late. You know, Texas Tech and Michigan, another one, that's a minus two. I mean, I think Michigan's the favorite in that one. That's another mystery, too. I mean, mainly because the Big 12 wasn't that, you know, Big 10 was deep. But you can have a deep conference. But but that doesn't mean that, you know, all your all your all all these teams are, are meant to uh, go to the, go the championship. You can have a deep conference, but um, you may not have that one that's a title contender. It's just, you know, it's more like a, bunch, a conference of teams that are just... You know, decent, and they just beat the crap out of each other. You know, but um, Texas Tech, a lot of people I'm sure will take. I like Michigan mainly because they went to the finals last year, and it was unfinished business. And I have a feeling that Bayline, you know, Bayline wants to get back to the finals. And I know for a fact he's probably telling his guys, hey, you know what? We got to beat the crap out of this team. Let's do it. Let's get back to the final four. And then the final one we have for the Thursday night slate is Oregon UVA. And, and obviously, this is a... Um, I'm sure a lot of people are picking uh, Oregon to win the upset UVA. Or less, let, let alone cover the point spread. And I'm sure maybe UVA feels disrespected. But here's the thing. They, they, they shouldn't because... You've had some really good regular seasons. You've come up short in the tournament. And on top of that, you got knocked out by a 16-seed team. So until you get your ass to the Final Four, nobody's really going to respect you. And they struggle against Gardner-Webb. Actually, yeah, they struggle against Gardner-Webb in the opening round. And they're facing an Oregon team that's athletic and, you know... If it becomes a shootout, Oregon's going to win it. So what UVA needs to do is play their defense like they have been, and they have a really good defense, but that's the thing. Their offense feeds off their defense. So they're just going to have to stick to the form that's been working for them and hope it just works. Because I just remember when, you know, when Pitt, these remind me of the Holland Dixon teams. I, one thing I remember about them was they, they would play really good, but then when some athletic teams would go zone on them and force them to shoot, the uh, end result wasn't always good. And now for the um, Friday slate, we got LSU and Michigan State, uh, Auburn, UNC, Virginia Tech and Duke, and Houston, Kentucky. LSU and Michigan State, I like Michigan State in this one, obvious reasons. LSU's barely skated by. And I look for them to, um, you know, I think Michigan State's going to steal their fate. 
I mean, if there's one thing that you know is no matter what Michigan State is seated, you always pick Tom Izzo to go to the least to at least the Elite Eight. Because it doesn't matter how bad his team, how you know how mediocre his team may look in the regular season, tournament time is a different time for him. He turns it up, and they turn it up. So I like Michigan State to dispose of them. Then of course we got Auburn, UNC. Now you know, you know the spread is five right now, and I think you know a lot of people are, are, they like UNC for obvious reasons, but. Both teams, they're not really good defensively, so this could be a shootout. And for for Auburn's sake, they better hope that UNC is on a bad shooting night. But I'm looking forward to the Bruce Pearl, Roy Williams matchup. Virginia Tech and Duke. Now people are saying that Tech can beat Duke because you know Tech beat Duke last time. But Duke, at the time, just lost Zion Williams for, for, for pretty much the rest of the regular season. And the, the team was kind of in disarray after that. So, everybody's going to probably put their bets on... Um, they're going to put their bets on... What's it called? On Virginia Tech. So... Personally, I go with Duke because everyone's got everybody loves tech. I take Duke, and you know what? If you want to bet, go to my bookie. Uh, this will be a great great bet to make. Use the use the code Armchair Twenty Five. Hey man, put your deposit down; they'll, they'll match it. There you go, and place a bet in this game and make some money. Again, check out my bookie M Y B O O K I E promo code. Armchair 25. And then also we have um, the U of H in Kentucky. Another tough game. I mean, this, I mean, I mean, there's some really good matchups here. I mean, people always crap about the tournament every year. But this seat Sweet 16 Elite 8 stuff is freaking awesome this, this year. I love all these matchups. I mean, just look at them. I mean, this Friday slate is loaded. Uh, just, I mean, just looking at it right now. I mean, Thursday slate's really good, but Friday is freaking... I mean, seriously, man. If you can, go to happy hour. Do something, man. Get some. Get a case of beer and just get drunk watching this. Because, well, just don't drive. Get, a, get an Uber or something. I don't have a... Uh, code for that right now, but I'm sure you can find one. I'm sure I can go get one next time. But this Friday slate is really good. But uh, Houston, UK, um, I like Kentucky. I think they're going to turn, I think, you know, Houston's obviously done a great job, but Kentucky's going to turn up on defense and I think on offense as well. So I like them. So looking back at the uh, brackets now, you know, for, obviously for the uh, for Anaheim, I I got pretty much Gonzaga facing Michigan. I got Purdue facing Oregon. 
So, Gonzaga Mission is going to be one hell of a game. But I like, um, I like Gonzaga. And I like, um, obviously I like Purdue. So Gonzaga, Purdue, Gonzaga is in, uh, Gonzaga, Purdue, that's part of your final four. And of course, and of course, you know. Then of course you got LSU and Michigan State, and then you got uh, Tech and Duke. So Michigan State and Duke, I'm going with. Uh, if I'm if it's between Michigan State and Duke, I'm I like. Um, that's a tough one. I like Duke because I think they're going to turn it up. I think I think after I think after Central Florida they were tested and Coach K probably said, you know you guys this isn't easy. If you thought these two rounds were bad, these are gonna be more tougher. But I think they turned up the intensity and they they, they won that one. Duke goes on the face Gonzaga on that one side of the bracket. Auburn UNC Houston UK I like I like Carolina and Kentucky I like Kentucky to upset Carolina. So on the other side you got Kentucky and Purdue. And Gonzaga, Kentucky. Gonzaga wins the national championship. The ball is tipped, and there you are. You're running for your lives. You're a shooting star. So there you go. But those are my predictions. I could be wrong. In fact, last year I was wrong on a lot of these predictions. I was horrible on picking teams. So those are just my thoughts. Don't take my word for it. I'll get you know. I won't exactly get paid for my opinions. I just, you know, I'm spelling off the top of my head. So, there's some other stuff that's going around. As far as the, uh, you know, NFL's concerned, I'm sure there's, there's been some role changes. Which will get, well, the number one role is the uh, pass interferences can be reviewed now. As we call it the Saints role. Because we've had the uh, the Tom Brady rule, which is which is where if you breathe on the quarterback, you get you get a personal foul or maybe suspended. And then you got the um, I don't know, oh the Brett Favre rule, the the overtime thing, where where a team gets a chance to you know if they don't score you know a touchdown, they get a chance. Because people were upset that Favre threw that pick, and oh no, we don't get to see Brett Favre in the Super Bowl anymore. I mean, nobody told Brett Favre to throw that uh, pass across his ch- chest against the Saints when you had the fucking game in, in, in hand. And if we're really keeping score, the Saints, the Saints went overtime. They had the ball in possession, and they threw a pick. So. I get why they're upset, but they it's not like they didn't have opportunities to win that game. I mean, they couldn't get in the end zone. They pissed around with the Rams, and that's what happened. But, you know, past interference rules are getting reviewed, and hey, you know what? Maybe that should happen. 
But uh, I haven't really gotten a chance to look at all the other rules. I, know, I think there's a 4th and 15 rule now. Instead of an onside kick, they can, they can convert, I guess, a 4th and 15. I can see the Steelers playing the Raiders. And the Raiders needing a 4th and 15. And I can see David, Derek Carr hitting Antonio Brown for that 15 yards. You know, that'd be the ultimate troll, troll thing. As for some reason, you know, uh, people are still harping on this whole Antonio Brown stuff. And really, people are now are just trying to move on, but it's still going on. But anyways, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Anyways, guys, that's what I, that's all I got for today. It's a short podcast, twenty minutes. Hell to pit. Enjoy the games. It's a lot of them. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.